0: Well, this is it, Rock. The season right here on this fourth down play. How many times have we said that on this drive? Rodgers in the shotgun. Three receivers left, one to the right. Packers need at least seven yards to move the chains. Rodgers gets the snap. Blitz is on.
1: Rodgers scrambles left, winds up rainbow. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Kick is in the air, Gilreath will have an opportunity. He'll catch it to three, between the hash marks, 10, slicing left, 15, across the 20, 25, 30. Gilreath to the 40, he's to the 50, foot race to the house, at the 30, at the 20, 10, 5, touchdown Wisconsin! And this game is underway with a bang!
0: Alright, alright everybody, welcome into Two Hand Touch, episode number 7. It is Friday, November 1st. We are over halfway through the college football season. Uh at by Sunday every team in the NFL is going to have played 8 games. Time is fucking flying by. But Jake, we got to start with our Green Bay Packers. They are 7 and 1 after winning Sunday night at the Chiefs. We won 31-24. Rodgers had another big game. Jones and Williams are balling out. Rodgers might be the top MVP candidate. We're getting Devontae back soon. What were some of your thoughts on the Chiefs game?
1: Yeah, obviously the big talk leading into the game was Mahomes not playing. How many times do you think they showed camera shots of Mahomes during the Uh, game, by the way? Over under forty.
0: It was 40. I believe somebody on Twitter committed or found out it was 40, and it was fucking annoying.
1: Yes. Not that that was the main highlight of the game, but Jesus. But going into the game, everyone was making a massive deal how I feel like the Packers are slided by somehow again in the schedule, so to speak. But uh, Matt Moore played. The Chiefs had a great game plan with – And, you know, the Packers get out to a roll 14-nothing, you think it's gonna just be another game that they're cruising along in, and then bam, all of a sudden, Chiefs, what was it, 17 unanswered, I believe, right?
0: Yeah, I believe it was 17-14 at half.
1: 17 unanswered points, and then um, even with receivers down, a few receivers made plays, but just Jones and Williams just balling in the backfield right now.
0: running the ball, catching the ball, I mean, they're just doing everything. And uh, the Chiefs, I thought the Packers really dominated the first quarter. And in the second quarter, they started just really going after Rodgers. They are like, all right, fuck it. We're not just going to let you sit back there and pick us apart. And I think the Packers kind of got surprised by that a little bit. Uh, And they they went away from the running game a little bit because I thought Jones and Williams are both running the ball pretty good. But for some reason... For some reason, they just, like, stopped running the ball. So I I don't know what that was. But, yeah, it was it was a good second half. Uh, my love for Aaron Jones, it knows no bounds, Jake. I love the man to death. I think he's my favorite. He might be my favorite Packer of all time. Just get the man the damn ball. And I, as much shit as I give Jamal Williams, he's fucking good too.
1: Yeah, he's proven to be a lot better of a pass catcher. Um, Obviously had that amazing catch in the end zone, but even just, you know, a couple games leading up to this one, been very effective catching the ball out of the backfield. And you can make the argument that with Devontae out, Aaron Jones has been our best receiver on our team. So um, obviously awesome having two backs that both can have some success running the ball, but both can be a threat from the passing game as well. And to to your point with the Blitzes, I totally agree. Seems like a lot of teams hesitate blitzing Rogers a lot, but the Chiefs definitely switch modes there and really hammered us with the blitzes starting in the I believe it was really the second quarter and then um, having a few offensive line injuries. Your boy Light, I thought he played right. That's how you pronounce it, Light.
0: Yeah, Alex Light. Yeah, he
1: played. He played. He he did. He did all right out there.
0: He did. A, I forget which which game he went in, was it the Eagles game? I believe so. Yeah, I mean, he did a lot better than he did uh, in that Eagles game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, LaFleur and the Packers' offense definitely made a lot of adjustments at halftime because in the, in the second half you didn't really notice uh, the Kansas City's blitz too much. I think the Packers, I don't even think they punted in the second half, to be honest. Yeah. They only had a few possessions, but – uh yeah, I mean, the offense is just humming right now. I honestly didn't think the offense would look this good, and every time Jones and Williams are on the are on the field at the same time, I get a little funny feeling in my pants. I get very excited because I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going to happen? And I love the play calling Jones's first touchdown run the little – they call it a pass because it's forward, yeah. but it was a basically a handoff, a little sweep. And then you knew they were gonna come back with a little counter. They did that later in the game. Uh I'm loving what I see from the offense. And I think also I think we gotta mention a guy that gets no love. Their rookie second round pick. I'm gonna butcher his first name. El Elkton? Elkton? Jenkins? I, mean, I don't know I how can't to say, say it. Any
1: better. Jenkins.
0: Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. Left guard. Lane Taylor started the year, I think Jenkins took over in this in like this second game, yeah he's a, he's a fucking stud,
1: yeah, he's been great. I mean I think and, they, Taylor went down with injury, but I think a lot of talk was how well, the Packers can eventually trade Taylor or something just because Jenkins has been performed so well throughout the year, leading up to the point, so been nice having a nice uh plug and play guy like that when you get a few injuries on the offensive line.
0: Yeah, definitely. But oh, I think uh, – so let's move on to the defense. Uh, sorry, our social media person, Layla, is fucking annoying the shit out of me right now.
1: I was like, you all right over there?
0: <laughs> she is – she almost unplugged my mic. She's trying to hey, – she's trying to play tug-of-war with me. heard talking about
1: the Packers offense getting pumped up.
0: Yeah, she got, she got excited. Uh, she's going to get less pumped up when we talk about the defense, though. Although – I will say this. We're going to switch over the defense here. The defense is getting a lot of shit lately. They started out very hot against the Bears and the Vikings. And then every game since then, they've given up at least 20 points. However, in all their wins, we've given up 24 or less on the season. We're giving up 20.2 points per game, which currently is like, I believe it's almost five or six points per game better than we did last year. Um, we really have the definition right now of a bend-don't-break defense. And we really rely on turnovers. That turnover early on in the second quarter that Lancaster created really turned the game, I think. Yep. Um, I thought having Savage back was big. Yep. Um, The biggest thing for me was the tackling. The Packers tackling is just – that is the one thing from last year on this defense that has carried over. Uh, a couple of those Chiefs' big plays were because, I mean, Packers just fucking whiffed. Just guys running in million miles an hour, diving at bodies instead of, you know, breaking down and wrapping up. So what were your overall thoughts on the defensive performance from the Packers?
1: Yeah, I think it was good to get some guys that were injured back, specifically Savage, as you mentioned. But... We see it time and time again. Teams that have the high-end speed that can really pressure the back end of our defense. Uh, we struggle times tackling in space and avoiding. You know, instead of holding it to an eight to ten yard game, we miss a gain, we miss a tackle, and next thing you know, it's twenty, thirty yards down the field. So, the the red zone defense has still been fairly solid, but you like to be able to see them eliminate a few of those big big plays that we saw out there.
0: Yeah, so pro – I just saw this tweet today. Pro football Focus tackling ranks, the Packers, are 27th, which is not good. Yeah, the that, other,
1: that fits in the not good category.
0: No, yeah, so, like, the other teams that are – you know, okay, Patriots 8-0, they're 4th, 49ers 7-0, they're 15th, Saints 7-1, they're 6. So the Packers are kind of the, the outlier there. Um Obviously, like Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, really fast, small, twitchy guys. They're Not every team has them. But you think of who the Packers got up next. A guy like Austin Eckler from the Chargers is going to be tough to take down. And then they play McCaffrey from the Panthers. So they are going to really – I would like to see them move up in those rankings the second half of the season here.
1: Yep. All uh- right. Not really sure what what else we're going to be getting for, for help going forward this year. But, uh, yeah, hopefully maybe Savage and some of the guys can get a little healthier. I don't know. Question: You never know how healthy Kevin King is. I saw. I don't think I saw Owen Burks even play a snap last game. So I don't know if that's A, he's just still not fully back from his injury or he's just not good enough to make the starting rotation now. Uh, it would be nice to see if – you know, add a little athleticism from our linebacking uh, position covering out in space. But, you know, just got to preach the old fundamentals, I guess, Ryan.
0: Honestly, I think they're instead of using a, uh, like, a third down linebacker, they're just using a safety. Yep. You're just using an extra defensive back. And um, the Packers probably will at some point this year be getting Ibrahim Campbell back. Yep. Who played good for them last year? So mm-hmm. I think known he's as a solid tackler. Yep. I think he is gonna be that turn into that third down hybrid linebacker kind of guy that Raven Green uh, was doing earlier. So. Yep.
1: I will. I, mean, I will say knock on wood though with this defense, with the way that Rodgers and the offense have been playing, you gotta just take the approach. Hey, hold the team to 20 points or less and let's let our offense win, win the game, you know, as long as we don't feel like a lot of times where we've gotten in trouble in the past is even when our offense has been performing well, it seems like those are the games that other teams have scored 30, 40 points. So the defense can hold still at this 20, 20 points per game marker. I'm, I'm liking our chances throughout the year.
0: 100%, especially in the playoffs and when the weather gets cold. So I think
1: Packers. I'm not. I'm not
0: worried about the Packers defense. I think there's a lot of people that are freaking out about it because they're just fucking dumb football fans and they think our defense is just as shitty as it was last year. Or they're Vikings or Bears fans chirping on the internet. And it's like, no. If we had the, again, I say it all the time. If we had the defense of last year, the Packers maybe they're four and three right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. 500. I would say 500 or a game under.
0: Yeah. But hey, as long as I keep getting pressure on the quarterback and they keep for forcing those turnovers, they're gonna be they're gonna be in a good spot. So I think that is it for the Chiefs game. Um let's move on. Let's quick do a preview of their game next week and then we'll get to the rest of the NFL. So next week, Packers are out in LA playing the Chargers, three and a half favorites. Game is a three thirty kickoff on CBS. We get to listen to Tony Romo predict plays. Can't wait. Uh, the Chargers are having a down season after going 12-4 and last year. Their offense has been struggling. And, of course, before they play the Packers, they fire their offensive <laughs> coordinator. So I'm going to guess the Chargers' offense is going to come out just fucking humming Sunday.
1: Yeah, maybe that's why... I could believe I saw some places where the spread was only like three points. I was like, how in the hell does this make any sense?
0: But, yeah, I'm not sure. I Maybe they're just bank. I mean, the Chargers got a lot of talent on offense. They got a couple offense linemen hurt. But, I mean, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Keaton Allen, Hunter Henry. We got weapons. They shouldn't have won last week, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, So, Chargers, I don't know what to expect i think they're probably going to come out and they're going to i think they're going to get the ball try to get the ball to austin eckler out in space more than they have the past few weeks since melvin gordon got back but i mean they're a team that wants to run the ball um on defense they have had a down year i think that's mostly Mm -hmm. due to their stud safety derwin james being out uh he was a rookie last year so I think the offensively the Packers should be able to pretty much do whatever they want. Yeah, it and
1: seems, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, and especially I think it's probably right now it's got to be like an 80%, 90% chance that Devontae is going to play. So that's only going to help the Packers' offense.
1: Yeah, and if they're – especially with this record, if there's a good chance Devonte is playing, that means he's got to be – damn near close to 100% healthy. So that'll be awesome to see it. I think like you said, with the Chargers defense taking a taking a little bit of a dive this year, I think you see other teams just jump out to a lead right away in the Chargers, and the Chargers then humming the ball around to try to make a comeback. So I think it'll be big for the Packers to try to start fast. Once again, just to jump out, jump out to a lead and then just keep the pressure on from there.
0: Yeah, I would love to see the Packers jump out to a big lead and hold it. You know, <clears throat> you know, maybe just play well in the second quarter. feel like they haven't played a good second quarter all year. Play good first quarter, play good second halves, not good second quarter. So, I mean, I'm pretty pretty confident going into the game. Hopefully they can come out of L.A. 8-1. and one. And 2-3-0 two, two, oh against the AFC. No. That'd be four. 0 no. they'd already be done with the AFC West opponents yep. early on in the season.
1: Love it. Should be about a home game with all the Packer fans we'll ha- we normally have at a at a Chargers game.
0: Oh yeah, that stadium. I forget what they fucking. I forget what they call it. Apparently, it only holds thirty thousand people, and they're predicting at least seventy percent is going to be Packer fans. I think the Chargers need to move. I think that was the worst idea.
1: the Combine NFL has.
0: The NFL has had in a long time.
1: Where do you, where do you think the Chargers should go? What city?
0: Back to San Diego.
1: Yeah.
0: Although there was some guy that floated around the rumor of St. Louis, which I just don't. I just yeah. that would just feel so weird. I guess don't know. they were there before, but maybe they'll just keep moving up the coast. Maybe they'll move up to San Francisco, and then the year after that they'll move to Portland. And then they'll move to Seattle. And maybe Canada'll get a team. They'll move to Vancouver. There you go. There we go. Maybe the Van- the Vancouver Chargers. That's got a ring to it.
1: It's got a ring to it. Yeah, I can dig it.
0: Okay. Anything else on that game or?
1: No, I think it's a game where the Chargers got some weapons that we gotta we gotta attend to on the defensive side. But I think it's a game. Stick to the game plan. Everyone, do your job, and we get the job done
0: all gas no fucking brakes exactly keep it going all right let's move on to the <laughs> excuse me week 8 results uh i will go you know what i'm going to take the i'm going to take the bears game <laughs> cuz the bears lost in the most bears fashion i have ever seen in my life <laughs> Last week, Matt Nagy gets criticized for only running the ball seven times. He then proceeds to give David Montgomery like 30 fucking carries. Trubisky fucking sucks. They miss two field goals, including the game-winner 41-yard field goal that Eddie Pinheiro doinks off the uprights. But the man that deserves the blame is fucking Matt Nagy. Because I have no idea what he was thinking on that final drive. It's what, third down, second down? Mm-hmm. They're at a 41-yard field goal. There's 40 seconds left, and you have one timeout, and you don't run a play? Like Since when is a 41-yard field goal, a chip shot, especially in Chicago, especially with your kicking history, he's a fucking moron. They deserve to lose just on that decision alone. And the Bears need to they need to get off Trubisky. They should have traded for Andy Dalton. They should have been like, Hey, we'll give you uh three picks. Just give us Dalton. Maybe we can salvage our season. But no, they're gonna stick with Trubisky and the Bears are gonna end six and ten. And the best part about it as a Packer fan is they traded away all their fucking picks next year, so they're not gonna get a quarterback again.
1: Yep. I mean, especially in Chicago where it's win you know, the wind's always gonna be a factor. In that stadium with kicking, but like I think Nagy said after the game, Oh well, you don't don't wanna you could fumble it, you could lose a bunch of yards. Well guess what else? You're guaranteed to lose a couple of yards when you kneel the damn ball. You know that's happening. It's like yeah, you could fumble on every play. You could fumble on a kneel, so it's like what just don't even try any you gotta you gotta go for something in that that scenario. And yeah, I thought like your comments on Andy Dalton, I thought that was the whole reason why the Bengals were potentially announcing that they were going to bench him anyways, just essentially say, Hey, anybody wants him, come trade, come trade for him." Uh, the other thing I saw, I can't remember who tweeted it, but they said something along the lines of this that, uh, gosh, why am I blanking on their GM name?
0: Uh, I think it's Ryan Ryan Pace.
1: Yeah. Said that Ryan Pace has made some decent acquisitions as a GM, but will, but is going to lose his job because he drafted, Trubisky over the other quarterbacks in the draft. Nagy has called some great offensive schemes actually this year, but his team has been unsuccessful and will lose his job because of Mitchell Trubisky. And Mitchell Trubisky will lose his job this year in years going forward because he is Mitchell Trubisky.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't think uh, Nagy needs to go. I mean, I think Nagy can be a good coach. He showed that last year, but he's not gonna,
1: You're not gonna win with
0: Trubisky as yeah. your quarterback. How, and I think how, he knows that.
1: How frustrating that does that have to be from a game planning perspective, though?
0: Well, he probably can't do half the shit he wants. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like our our quarterback is just inept. Yeah, he's just not smart, and he's got to go out there and defend him every week. He told him to rewatch the Fox, the Fox <laughs> tape, because to because his. Composure out on the field was shitty. I'm like, I don't think that's going to change Trubisky as a quarterback. Like, like he was watching he, the
1: music video. What did the Fox say <laughs> instead, of the, instead of the game?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not going to matter. But I mean, Ron Pace should go. I mean, he he traded away basically two years of drafts for Trubisky and Cleo Mack. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know their, <laughs> I don't know their picks. In the upcoming years, but I know they don't have a first-round pick this year or the following year, so the Bears are kind of fucking screwed.
1: Yeah, and going back to that trade up, with seeing how quickly some of the other good quarterbacks went off the board. You don't even, I mean, you don't know because who knows? Someone else, another team, you know, before them could have jumped up. But where all, the, where the other teams really going to want to draft is was Mitch really their guy and they just ended up having Mahomes and was Watson that draft as well I believe yes
0: Yep Mahomes and Watson both yeah, in that so. draft No I mean even he even moved up to number 2 I think he I moved up one spot to get him
1: Yep one spot
0: Which is just out, I don't know like I don't I don't get how you watch Trubisky in college and you think he's and you evaluate him better than uh Watson. I yeah. mean I mean maybe Mahomes. You know, it's like okay, Mahomes is a big army, plays in this air raid. And I think Mahomes is a lot better because he sat out one year behind Alex Smith. But Oh yeah. I mean I just I don't get it. I mean he, he completely fucked the Bears. They had their year last year and they screwed it up.
1: Yeah, they kinda threw all their all their chips into the center center of the table. Yeah, yep. not looking like they're going to have too much to show for it so far, but still still some season out there. I yeah, think... St- uh,
0: still some season for them to end up 6-10 and 10 or 7-9.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, even though it wasn't uh, it was a terrible it was a brutal, like, one of those close but terrible games, Thursday Night Football game, I think the story is, the more the Vikings keep just beating I don't think they've really played that many great teams that they beat other than the the Eagles, but... You know, as long as they're only still, well, technically, I guess the Packers are two games ahead of them in the in the standings. So we beat them, but you know, as long as those two are keep keep winning, it's going to be going to be a race race to the end for the division.
0: Yeah, the Vikes' offenses look good, but I mean, let's see. They got their so they lost at Chicago. That was when Cousins was getting all the shit thrown on him. Yep. But then they went on to beat the Giants, Eagles. Lions and Redskins, which none of those defenses are good at all. Um, but their their schedule is going to toughen up here. So yep, at the Chiefs, then at the Vikings, get the Broncos at home. That Broncos will be a W, and then at Seattle. So they got a tough, they got a tough three out of four here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, look, Cousins plays good against shitty teams. Although I don't think he played that good against the Redskins, he was accurate and he had nice stats. But he, I mean, they should have blown the fuck out of the Redskins, <laughs> yeah. nineteen to nine. Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, they pushed a couple of scores late, and the the Redskins had that big pit that pick that they yep. were going down.
0: Yeah, I mean the Vikings defense saved them that game. Yeah, I think which is sad to say against the Redskins.
1: Yeah, still a lot of season left, especially for the Packers. Still, you don't want to look too far ahead, but. With how it's shaping up, if you look at just from a pure home advantage perspective, you know Green Bay playing at Lambeau Field is very different than if you're playing at U.S. Bank or the uh, the Saints Stadium. Super, Superdome. Or why am I blanking out on the name?
0: Superdome. Superdome. Yep. Yes,
1: thank you. <laughs> very different from a home field perspective. So I think a lot a lot to play for for who's shimmy in for the for not only winning their division but for the the top spots in the nfc
0: yeah we will i think we're gonna plan uh, well i don't even know if i told you but we're gonna plan on talking about that next week because after week nine then every every team will have at least eight games under their belt so every team will be at least halfway through the season although everyone's doing like their mid mid reviews right now um any other games from last week that jump out at you?
1: No, not really. I think it was just more seeing – I think the Rams are one or two games above 500, and they were the best team in the NFC last year. No one's even talked about them, so that just goes to show the, the depth of teams in the NFC side. So I think it's going to be a wild ride to the finish.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe Rams are 4-3 and three right now. They're currently out of the playoffs, but mm-hmm. – um, the i want to touch on the panthers i think the panthers are getting a lot of love so was kyle allen uh i don't know why because the panthers were beating teams with their defense and McCaffrey just going fucking insane kyle allen wasn't really to do much they got shit stomped by the 49ers yeah jesus um <laughs> that was ugly uh Niners so i'm defense not defense is real yeah i'm not sure if you can consider the panthers a real playoff threat until Cam comes back fully healthy. I mean, if Cam Newton comes back fully healthy in two weeks, it'll probably be against the Packers, of course. Um, then I think they might be a legit team in the NFC, but right now, I mean, the way... The wild cards are just interesting because, like, the Seahawks haven't really beat anybody good either. No. And they're barely beating teams, so it's like how good are the Seahawks? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I do want to mention the refs uh, fucked over the Bucks, <laughs> so I don't I I don't know if you saw that, Jake, but the Titans for some reason ran a fake field goal. Yep, to put away the game, and their the holder got fucking clotheslined.
1: He, yeah, that was appeared di- like look up clothesline in the dictionary, and that video is popping up.
0: Yeah. He just got drilled and he fumbles the ball. I thought pretty clearly just watching it live. Bucks, of course, pick it up. Guy gets 30 yards downfield and the refs are calling the play dead. They don't let it go. The Bucks could have scored and been up with like, I don't know how much time was left, but it was definitely under two minutes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And they win that game. Instead, they got to give the ball back to Jameis Winston. Jameis is running around, Kenny Elbert's calling the game, he's making mistakes, throwing picks, and the Bucks lose.
1: That was a terrible pick. That wasn't even close to the receiver that the game I thought we were going to get the the meme over of just Bruce Arians, the, the snap had meme of him just like looking back at the ref being like, what in the hell when they like didn't rule that a fumble or they blew it dead? Because I saw it live and I thought that was easily a fumble, like not even close, watching it yeah. live.
0: Yeah, I was like, he obviously fumbled. I don't know why. Like, I just don't, I don't get what they're looking at. I would have loved <coughs> to have been a coach or a player on the Buck sideline to hear what Bruce Arians was saying to that ref. How many F-bombs are coming out of his mouth. I would love to hear what Bruce Arians says about Jameis Winston behind a closed door. He must hate him. Yeah. Like, Winston is just a turnover machine.
1: Just got to launch it up to, to Evans every play. Shoot, that's probably the best bet.
0: Yeah, Evans or Godwin. So, yep. All right, let's uh, move on to NFL Week 9. So currently, right now, recording this on Thursday night, the 49ers, 10-point favorites at the Cardinals. They're up 14-7. to seven. Uh, The other big game, we already touched on it, Vikings at Chiefs. When I wrote this, there was no line. I don't know if they're making that a pick'em. I don't know if they've updated that.
1: Now I can do some research over here.
0: Okay, the other uh, big game of the day, I would say, for us especially, is the Eagles are four-and-a-half-point favorites, hosting the Bears. And then probably the biggest game of the weekend, easily, to me, Sunday night football, Patriots minus three. At the Ravens, the Patriots are finally playing a real fucking football team. They feel like the Alabama of the NFL. No kidding. They've played shitty quarterbacks, shitty defenses, teams that are hurt. It's like this is going to be their first real test. And I will say, I thought on their game against the Browns, the Browns show that you can actually run the ball on the Patriots very effectively. So that is going to be interesting. That line, I actually... I think I would take the Ravens plus three in that game. Yeah, uh, you got any thoughts on those games or any others?
1: Yeah, I think I. Did, by the way, currently what I'm seeing, actually, Kansas City is favored by two. Really. Currently, they <clears throat> apparently on the site I'm looking at, they opened at three and a half. So that's kind of surprising, given maybe Mahomes, maybe Mahomes is going to play, um, but. But yeah, and then I really think, well, especially Chicago, but for Chicago, Philly, this is—I mean, the Bears for the next five weeks, it's like a season saver games. But if Philly wants to jump, big game for them with the Bears trying to trying to prove something. If Philly wants to continue to be, make a push for the playoffs, big game, huge game for both teams. So that. The the Vikings and the Bears are the two games that I had highlighted as the big games, not only for div- divisional but for uh, a few teams trying to make a push in the NFC.
0: Yeah, that Bears Eagles game really feels like the loser that is out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles really need it. I mean, their their next two games are um, they host the Pats and then they host the Seahawks, so.
1: Yeah, you might have to win ten games to get in the wild card in the NFC this year.
0: I definitely think you're gonna have to be you're gonna have to win ten games yeah. in the NFC for sure. So. And I don't right. I mean, right now I think you're gonna get a you're gonna get a wild card out of the West and you're gonna get a wild card out of the North. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Eagles they can. I mean, if the Eagles and Cowboys keep losing against like shitty teams randomly, I guess one of them can go like nine and seven and win their division, and get in, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big game. So yep,
1: and then uh, you got to point out the miserable bitch bowl. You got the Dolphins and the Jets.
0: <laughs> I don't know if we can call it the miserable bitch bowl because Week 16 Cincinnati plays at Miami. I think they should flex that game to Saturday night.
1: They both might be defeated. I think they will. Uh, maybe I feel like the Bengals have had a couple close games. Maybe they snip one. I feel yeah, like the Bengals maybe snip one.
0: But they're starting a rookie quarterback now.
1: Yeah, they're just losing on purpose now.
0: So I don't tell me tell me a win here. Okay. Bengals are in a bye this week. Okay. Well
1: they win that by draw.
0: Well, they have to. All right. So host the Ravens, at the Raiders, host the Steelers, host the Jets, at the Browns, host the Patriots and I then they're be, at they, and they're, they're at the dolphins.
1: So I guess it's got to be the Jets and
0: It's got to be the Jets. Yeah, Jesus. Which is December 1st. <laughs> and the Dolphins they've got the Jets this week, then they go at the Colts, host the Bills, at the Browns, host the Eagles, at the Jets, at the Giants. Yes. I mean, I think they're both gonna be Sunday, December twenty second, twelve PM Central Time, Bengals at Dolphins. Right now the Bengals are fifty eight point seven uh favorites according to ESPN's football power index.
1: You know what they should do? They should host college game day there that, that weekend.
0: <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. Guess how much a ticket is to that game.
1: You just look it up. Yep. Minus two dollars,
0: fourteen bucks. Jesus, <laughs> to go to an NFL game. Oh Good
1: God! Oh my God! I guess what this seems like a like a an abnormal year where you have seems like you have multiple teams literally just trying to lose games, which makes it even worse that the Packers are way towards the bottom in tackling rankings. When you got teams legitimately not even trying to win games.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the Packers haven't played one of those teams yet. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're going to get two of them in December. They play the Giants and Redskins in back-to-back weeks. But let's keep this Bills-Dolphins, I mean, Bengals-Dolphins thing going. Guess guess uh, Bengals scoring 15.5 points per game, giving up 26.3. The Dolphins are scoring 11 points a game and giving up 34
1: Cold. That's got to be the largest. I wonder what the largest point. We're gonna have to do some research for next week. What the largest point differential or like average point dif- differential is.
0: Yeah, we'll. Yeah, we'll figure that out. We'll. Do... Layla, mark it down. Layla, she's taking notes. She's been taking notes since she stopped trying to play tug of war. So we'll figure that out. That's insane. <laughs> Twenty twenty-three point di point differential.
1: You know what, Ryan? Maybe we're gonna have to host the very first live podcast from the. <laughs> The Bengal Bangle, the Bangle Dolphins, live from the bleachers. There won't be any background noise. We can literally just tape the podcast in the, in the upper bleachers.
0: Take a trip down to Miami in December? Hey, it'll be nice there. There you go. Oh, uh, I kind of hope that game is just going to be packed with people. I hope the stadium's full.
1: I feel like, based on principle, that's a game you just have to go to and get like really drunk on a Sunday on. Just like show up there and be like, yep we got to see some two defeated football teams here, folks.
0: I mean, for sure, that you might as well take the 23rd off of work. 24th is Christmas Eve. That Wednesday is Christmas Day. Might as well just start your binge drinking on Friday.
1: You, yeah. You know how for games, you know, when it's really hot outside, they're like the stadium's like, oh, bring in a free bottle of water as long as the cap's screwed on. For that game, it should just be like everyone's awarded a fifth of whiskey they can bring in there. <laughs>
0: Just BYOB.
1: Yep. Full-on NASCAR. <laughs> Cooler oh. sizes, let's go. We wheel them in.
0: That would be fucking awesome. Okay, well, that's enough Bengals and Bills. <laughs> bangles and Dolphins talk. I don't know how we got there, but. All right, let's move on to college football recap. Jake, the I'm going to give the floor to you. We're going to start with the Badgers who visited Ohio State. And got beat thirty-eight to seven. It's all yours.
1: Well, I was a part of a wedding this day, so luckily I was able to, with the noon, uh, or excuse me, the eleven kickoff, I was able to watch at least the beginning chunk of it when it was a good game. I thought, for starters, even though the Badgers' defense played well in the first half, with the rain and the weather, even from the get-go, it it just seemed like it was a dam just slowly waiting to crumble. There was a lot of plays out there. The Badgers did a good job of getting some pressure, getting some sacks. Um, I thought the only way they were going to have a chance in this game throughout the whole game was for Ohio State to make multiple mistakes leading to turnovers. We, the Badgers did get that partially blocked punt where they scored their one one touchdown of the game. Uh, but they really needed fields to throw multiple interceptions, have a fun, fun ball. They really needed that. Did you see that punt returner somehow catch that ball running backwards, fading away? Falling, did you see that play, Ryan?
0: Uh, I don't
1: I think it was in the, I can't remember if it's the first so. half or the very beginning of the second half. Essentially, we punted the ball. The guy sprinted backwards and decided to do like a backwards jumping fade away to catch a punt and caught it beautifully. But I was thinking was just go right off the face mask. We're going to grab the ball, run it back for a touchdown. We needed some plays like that to happen. Uh, everyone made it. It was not the defense that lost the game. It was the offense. Jonathan Taylor had like 50 yards and 20 carries. That's not going to get it done. Everyone wanted to make a big deal of, hey, the Badgers, all they do is try to run it. All they They don't open the game plan up and throw it well. Yes, you would love to do that, but everyone talks about how Wisconsin puts their pride and joy in their offensive line. And... Really the last couple of years, if you actually look at the rankings of like the various different, they've had some very high ranked individual players on the offensive line. But as a whole, it really has the Badgers have been pretty mediocre, pretty mediocre. Um, if you look at this year, I think I had down they're ranked 46 nationally at line yards per carry, which is like yep. average. And then sack rate 61st in the country. Obviously, we weren't getting any push from the running game. And from the passing perspective, Chase Young was like in Jack Cohen's back in two seconds. Everyone's like, oh, we got to throw some deep balls. Don't have enough time. Oh, then we should be throwing a bunch of short passes. Well, guess what Ryan, it's pretty easy to cover receivers when you know your defensive line or linebackers are gonna get to the quarterback in two seconds. So let's just play inside leverage so they can't run a slant or anything, force them to throw a long out throw, out throw every fricking down and just play aggressive as hell. So that way on all the short routes, they could just jump the first one. And by the time there's a second cut, they're already sacking our quarterback. Um, so that was, everyone talks about it was yes, there's always more to be desired from a play calling offensive design, but it was just very clear Ohio State was the most talented team on the field that that day and and it just showed and our offensive line didn't really allow what playmakers we had to try to enough time to try to make a difference. That was essentially my analysis.
0: Yeah, I mean off, I think offensively for the Badgers it sucked that Chase Young basically had his coming out party against him because he dominated the game. Uh, I thought they should have used Taylor in the past game more. Like I thought they would have come out and tried. I don't want to say like trick plays, mm-hmm. but just some like different plays that they haven't shown yeah. during the year. And like they just kind of came out and ran the same old Wisconsin stuff, which is you know smash mouth downhill football. Yeah, and they got some good games gains early on, but. For the most part, Ohio State stuffed them. I mean, Cohen, he's solid, but he's not going to make yeah.
1: all the throws.
0: I throw. think he's Although
1: still – they're a bit out of the shotgun a lot. He's not been on any injury reports or anything like that, but you just watch him drop back, and he looks like Hornybrook back there. He can't even move side to side. So seemed like he had a little bit of movement in the year. Maybe or maybe not, that's the case. Um, to your point with Taylor, they try to throw a few, but it seemed like every time they drop back and try to throw – a screen pass. Ohio State had four or five guys there. Um so
0: yeah. I mean, Ohio State's defense and like like you said, I mean, I don't think that um the Badgers defense necessarily played that bad. They played really good in the first half mm-hmm. and they they were the only team this year that really kind of held fields yeah. in check, so to say. I mean, they put a lot of pressure on him. He didn't have good stats throwing. Um, He was really for
1: about two and a half quarters because they had a three in the – to start the second half, they got a three and out, and then they blocked that punt.
0: Yeah, you were kind of waiting for the floodgates to open. Yep. And – I mean, I know Ohio State scored thirty eight points, but it was never there wasn't that like three or four possessions in a row where Ohio State just dominated like the Badgers defense stuck in until the end.
1: Yeah, um, and then they had the four in a row of the last quarter and a half. But I guess my question for you, Brian, is obviously the big talking point is like, oh, Wisconsin's never gonna be in that upper echelon of the college football teams and yeah, they still have to, you know, have that breakthrough moment against they've lost like seven in a row against Ohio State, but this year, looking at this Ohio State team, everyone's like, oh, they got blown out. Yes, that's true. But I think there's only less than a handful of teams this year that Ohio State wouldn't beat by 20 or more points.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's one of the top teams in the country. This is like – it's almost no different than most years when LSU plays Bama. LSU's yeah. ranked in the top seven or eight, and then they play Bama, and they get fucking smoked.
1: I mean, look in the college football playoff the last – years that it's existed they put our supposedly top four teams even in those games how many times have we seen a 20 point blowout plus yeah
0: i think the badgers get bad rap because their historic quarterback play it's never been great besides russell wilson um i know badger fans are hoping Graham mertz the four-star recruit kind of turns that around presumably next year correct jack cohen's not going to start next year is he
1: you got to think that there's at least uh, a quarterback battle to be had out there
0: yeah so, um, you know, it's like the Badgers are that team that's just – if they get a quarterback, you know, the, the sky's the limits for them because they're going to they're gonna be able to run the ball. They're going to have the defense. They usually have – you know, they don't have wide receivers that blow you away, but they're solid. They usually have good tight ends. So it's a tough game. Uh, we'll get to what the Badgers are going to need to do to make the Big Ten championship game. Now that they have two Big Ten losses, but first – we got to move on to my Wolverines, who Ooh. have seemingly since the second quarter against Penn State turned the corner on offense and defense. They also played in a monsoon. They smoked Notre Dame, forty-five to fourteen. Michigan's defense made Ian Book their little bitch. Ian Book got benched, and the only reason he threw a touchdown. I, did you watch this game, Jake?
1: I watched – I was at the you wedding, were, so I you were was probably only, drunk at the wedding. Yeah. Well, I had to give a best man speech. So I had to stay respectively sober. Yes. But I saw so. a few highlights, and I saw some score updates, and I was just like, holy hell, Notre Dame did not say enough Hail Marys before the game started.
0: <laughs> no, they did not. Uh, Michigan's defense dominated from the get-go. Michigan was running the ball whenever, wherever they wanted – Uh, Notre Dame's one touchdown while the game was still a game came after one of the most atrocious defensive pass interference calls I have ever seen in my fucking life. They showed the replay. The Notre Dame receiver pushes off on the Michigan guy, and somehow the Michigan guy gets called for it, and then they do two more just Hail Mary passes, and they scored after that. Um, I mean, I don't know how good – Notre Dame, definitely not a top 10 team. They're getting credit for that close loss to Georgia, but it's like, how good is Georgia now? I feel like we do this every year in college football, but (laughs) Notre Dame got exposed. Uh, Their schedule this year is usually littered with a lot of really good teams, and this year it was kind of like it was just Michigan and Georgia. Uh, Notre Dame's probably not going to lose the rest of the year. They might get a New Year's 6 game, but they fucking suck. (laughs) They fucking suck.
1: Well, I mean, They're awful. At, I mean, at this and rate, they would lose to Wisconsin by 70, Ryan.
0: I mean, they, they probably would. Wisconsin would literally – Jack Cohen would never have to throw the fucking ball. Um, I'm not sure what else you can take from the offense because it was raining so much. Patterson really threw the ball 12 times. He threw two touchdowns. And then yeah, I think, I think it's back.
1: encouraging that the, it seems like the offensive line has been playing better, though. Get some run game going a little bit. I mean, who knows how good – like you said, Notre Dame is but which is how unreal Ohio State's front front seven guys are. When you're looking ahead to that big matchup coming down the road, that's gonna be a big focal point for that game, the trenchers.
0: Yes. Well, the Michigan's got a couple games before that though. So let's move on to what we got up next for Michigan, Wisconsin. Badgers aren't a bye. Um <coughs> After the buy, Badgers host Iowa at Nebraska. Host Purdue at Minnesota. Um, there's a lot of teams on buy this week, actually. So, we'll 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 talk that Big Ten West scenario in a second. So, Michigan plays at Maryland. I don't know what the spread is. I think they're favored by like 21. They should fucking smoke Maryland. Maryland is awful. There may be wait. Did Maryland lose to Purdue actually?
1: I don't know about that they got smoked by Minnesota last week.
0: I think Maryland might have lost to Purdue I think that's how bad Maryland is
1: Purdue's had a
0: Purdue's season has been yikes they were there were some bets on them to win the uh Big Ten West and yeah. they have been trash but ever put so... their
1: money on them in Nebraska talk about worst bets of all time.
0: <laughs> yeah, Nebraska. Nebraska is not very good either. So Michigan should roll this week. Games at 11 a.m. Not really worried about it at all. Um. So let's. uh yes, Jake. Uh Maryland lost to Purdue 40 to 14.
1: Holy shit! And they don't even have a uh, roundup more or whatever their potential or suppositive. Heisman Dark Horse, that's been out, like, the whole year. I feel like they're just, like, holding him out because they're at this point, what the hell is the point of him playing?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That, yeah, that's how bad. Maryland's going to get fucking smoked. Michigan probably, should probably score 50. <coughs> Minnesota just beat them last week 52-10. to 10. So let's talk about the Big Ten West here, Jake. Because the Badgers lost to Illinois, they need some help because right now Minnesota is undefeated. So, the Badgers need Minnesota to lose one of these games. Uh, Minnesota's off this week. Uh, the 9th, they host Penn State. The 16th, they're at Iowa. The 23rd, they are at Northwestern. So, if the Badgers win out, Minnesota loses one of those games before they play Wisconsin. The Badgers will win the Big Ten West and have a, presumably, have a rematch with the Buckeyes. Um, what. I want to hear your thoughts on the Gophers, Jake. Are they actually good?
1: God bless my soul. Um, <laughs> I I literally have – I was trying to think what to say about this, but it's a big – I don't know. If you look at all the teams that the Gophers have beat so far, you can make an argument that South Dakota State was one of like the best team that they played because if you th- they played some better teams. What do you think of Nebraska? They played their third-string quarterback – Purdue. After they just took a huge, they've just been on the complete decline. Maryland, complete decline. It's like no team has been playing well that they've beat, they beat when they played them. They played Rutgers for God's sakes. Who, hey, we, hey, shout out. They beat, hey, they covered the, they beat the spread. Should have took a mon Monday night money line. Big win over the Liberty Flames. Good for you, Rutgers. You're not banned for three years now. You're banned for two. So, props. But, so I really think that four game stretch that you noted for them. You could realistically, you have no idea the Gophers, they're legit. I don't think there's any, Penn State, who knows? Maybe that's a random game that they have a bunch of turnovers and offensively Penn States, as we talked about before their team, or it seems like consistently offensively, they're not a team that just consistently marches, like has methodical marching drives down the field. They just launch it up in some, receiver running back just catches it and goes about 80 yards
0: yeah i have a fucking bone to pick with penn state because i think they're frauds too
1: yeah so who knows maybe they get a few turnovers and then i think this uh as you mentioned Badger's got to buy but next week wisconsin iowa that's the elimination game for both teams and that loser of that is essentially out and then yeah <laughs> minnesota could Win them all, or they. I could see Minnesota losing all four games. F- yeah, Fitz well, uh,
0: even, at Northwestern, but who yeah, knows? I don't
1: think North Northwestern's offense is terrible, but I think at Northwestern, Fitz is going to have some pride, have the team ready to roll, especially if that's the third game. So the Gophers lose two in a row, I can see that being a hard bandwagon. People are jumping right off the ship. So, so yeah, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait two weeks for that answer
0: yeah the problem i have with minnesota is and like i don't want to sound like i'm ripping on them but if you look at their schedule i feel like if you take you take ohio state michigan penn state wisconsin iowa all those teams are also undefeated with their schedule like no doubt about it oh you know what and you know what i'm gonna throw out there fucking indiana might be undefeated with this schedule yeah Indiana might win nine games this year. I'm nervous about when Michigan has to play at Indiana before Ohio State. That game makes me nervous.
1: I mean, but look like, at it. Yeah.
0: It's just, I just don't know how good they are. And then I'm going to, since we're talking about this game, even though this is games in two weeks, but who, who fucking cares? Penn State. They were outgained by Iowa. They're outgained by Michigan. They barely outgained Michigan State, who has an atrocious offense. Well, forty forty yards they' them by whatever i don't know if that's barely but still michigan state scored seven uh penn state won twenty eight to seven that game it just seems like Penn state's offense is like they just get these big chunk plays but it, and if they don't have those like they're fucked yep. like they just like they can't they can't move the ball methodically i don't know i have never watch enough of their games but it just seems like like, I can see – somehow I just can see Minnesota beating Penn State because I mm-hmm. don't think Penn State is the number six team in the nation. I just don't think they're that good.
1: No. And I think this is – I think the beginning of it, it even when the Badgers had – you know, they went undefeated going into the Big Ten Championship game and we lost to Ohio State with a chance to make the college football playoffs, um, our schedule – Teed up pretty much exactly like this, swap Penn State out for Michigan that year. We beat Michigan. I think we had a couple random games like in Northwestern or Iowa sprinkled in before then. Literally, if you look at Mich- Minnesota's schedule, if you took every team that they possibly could play and did easiest to hardest, I mean, not necessarily hardest exactly the last four games, Penn State would obviously be the hardest game that they're teed up to play, but. They've literally played all the easy their easiest games so far. So, but there's something to be said. Once a team gets some confidence, Ryan, get a bunch of W's, anything can happen.
0: Yeah. So, we'll see. Um the other team I want to mention in the Big 10 is uh, Illinois who beat uh Purdue last week 24 to 6. Yeah. Thanks to their upset of the Badgers, Jake, Illinois might fuck around and make a bowl game. So they get Rutgers this week at Michigan State. I'm not, I, they could beat Michigan State. They just need to get to six wins. They're four and four right now. They're gonna beat Rutgers at Michigan State is winnable. Then they got a bye week. They play at Iowa. I don't think they're gonna beat Iowa, but then their last game they host Northwestern. Yeah. Illinois might make a bowl game.
1: They could. They've been playing a lot better, I think. There's something to be said. When the, the Badgers played terrible, but that fourth quarter, that four, quarter and a half of the game, Illinois played, like, much of a better team. And if you look back in their earlier games, I'm not even making an argument this, like, oh, they're a decent team. The Badgers lost, too. No, not at all. But there's two of those games that they lost. Eastern Michigan, that was a terrible loss, obviously. Garbage. That was a. They had a couple of things that they messed up at the end of that game, and then I'm trying to think. There was one game after that. They where played. The Nebraska. Yeah, they lost, they they lost beat, by four. They should have beat Nebraska that game. So I think they're a team, and like I said, not saying that it was a freaking terrible loss against the Badgers and Gophers destroyed Illinois, but I think Illinois was a, was a team that wasn't quite as bad as what people thought they were.
0: No. So I just think it's funny because I don't. Like who would have predicted it? Illinois would have made the playoffs? M- made the playoffs. <laughs> made the made a bowl game at the start of the year. Yeah. So f- they're gonna f- they're gonna finish above Purdue and Northwestern. Um, yeah. So.
1: And maybe Nebraska. Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Nebraska might keep losing. They might keep in their. Sh- they get the. They get Martinez back this week. Yep. That's so. True. I mean that should help them a bit, but. Nebraska has Purdue. They're going to win that. They get Maryland. They're going to win that game, so Nebraska will make a bowl game. Um, All right, everything else that happened outside of the Big Ten. Let's touch on the Big 12. Two big losses for the Big 12. We'll go over this one quick. TCU 37 27 over Texas. Texas is hurt. Texas ain't nearly as good. Texas is out of the rankings. Sam Ellinger, they beat a Georgia team that didn't want to play in the Sugar Bowl last year. Got all cocky. Said Texas is back. Texas is not fucking back. They fucking suck.
1: What did we say last week? Potentially the most overhyped team this year. A, they're not even, I don't know what they're ranked now. but Unranked. Unranked. There you go. Most overhyped team. Going into this year, by far, yeah. Besides Nebraska, them in Nebraska, those two.
0: Oh God, people were betting on Nebraska to make the college football playoff. It was embarrassing. Um, and then the big shocker of the week, third week in a row, top five team, top ten team goes down. Uh, Kansas State beat Oklahoma forty-eight to forty-one. OU was up early. I think Kansas State went on a 41-6 to run. They're yep. up by 20 points going in the fourth quarter before OU made their comeback. Uh, they had the onside kick that was touched. Um, a lot of people were bitching about that call. I thought it was like right away when it happened, I was like, oh, that hit somebody early. I just didn't know if it was a Oklahoma or Kansas State guy, but then I thought it was pretty clearly an Oklahoma guy. Um <laughs> So Hertz didn't play very well until the fourth quarter when, of course, Kansas state is back in a prevent, And of course Hertz had another quote unquote long touchdown pass where he threw a five yard fucking crossing (laughs) route to CD lamb and he took it to the house for 60 yards. Um, and Jalen Hertz is getting credit. Still Heisman. I'm like, he's not doing anything. He's not doing, he's doing zero things special right now for Oklahoma. I don't get it. Um, how do you think this hurts Oklahoma's chances of the college football playoff?
1: If they win out, they're still probably okay. But I was trying to follow along with this game as I was smiling for the old pic- wedding pictures. But if the Badgers would have take, somehow pulled off the miracle ride, this was the chaos they were rooting for. So I think it will be really interesting to see how i think it was actually one of our buddies ryan who was talking i think this year well i guess if penn state wins out they only lose to ohio state granted i'm with you i don't think they're a top five team but i think this is a year where with oklahoma losing you got uh you got oregon already with a loss i guess it being a decent loss So if they win out they're probably in but Could you have, between the SEC and Big Ten, two one-loss teams that are not in the conference championship that have a legit gripe at playoffs over one of the two-loss teams that did win a conference championship? So, I think that's what will be interesting to to see going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, if Penn State doesn't lose to Minnesota, they're going to end up with one loss. They're going to lose at Ohio State. Uh, it just depends on how they look in that game obviously the other two teams you're talking about are lsu and bama it depends in that game um sadly i think if like lsu just blew the fucking doors off bama like bama would still get the benefit of the doubt just oh, cuz of the name and it would be like oh they can yeah we should put them in the playoff um i think it's kind of bullshit that if lsu and bama play a close game that like they just like one of them is going to drop to like 5 or 6 and it's not considered like an elimination game. Unlike any other conference is two undefeated it's playing against each other. It's like, oh, the team that loses is gonna be out for sure. But Bama or LSU are just gonna get the benefit of the doubt. So yeah. I have a I have a big fucking beef with the college football playoff that we'll get to next week when the first rankings come out on Tuesday. Ooh. Um so yeah, I mean I think the Oklahoma loss, what I think it does is it opens up the door for the Pac twelve, more specifically Oregon. Even though I think if Utah goes if Oregon and Utah meet in the Pac twelve championship game, they both have one loss, I think the winner of that game should be in over a one loss Oklahoma team. Thoughts yeah. on that?
1: No. I could definitely I could definitely see that. I, I would agree with that analysis. <laughs> so
0: That is that. Uh, The other notable game, LSU beat Auburn. Uh, Bo Nix fucking sucks. Auburn's offense fucking sucks. Uh, Their defense is great. It's keeping them in games. Uh, LSU's red zone offense wasn't very good. If it was, they would have blown the doors off Auburn. Yep. Um, Auburn still has to play Georgia and Alabama. Uh, At least they get those two teams at home. But Auburn is looking at an 8-4 season. Yeah, what do we say It's always start
1: hot, get in the top 10 or close to, and then fade away to the mid to high 20s.
0: Yep. They are going to be – they got a tough – I mean, hey, they got a tough schedule, but mm-hmm. got to score some damn points. So yeah. uh, this week, tons of teams on bye. Yeah, um,
1: big bye week.
0: I believe four – of the top five are on buy, and half the top 10 is. Mm-hmm. I think I just looked at the big 12. I think the big 12 only has two conference games this week. Um, So Oklahoma's on a buy, LSU, Alabama, Ohio state, Penn state, Wisconsin, Minnesota. You know, There's
1: you no- know, what's not on a buy, Ryan?
0: Ooh, what's that?
1: Cocktails. Cause we got the world's, Largest cocktail party this weekend, baby.
0: The cocktails will be flown in Jacksonville, where Georgia is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite over Florida.
1: Were you surprised by that?
0: Uh, No, because I think Georgia's getting credit for what they've done the past two years, and Florida is... I don't think people really respect Florida. No. I think maybe they still think Felipe Franks is their quarterback, but he's not. So they're much better. The blessing in disguise, the injury of Felipe Franks. Um, I kind of hope Florida goes on a run, makes college football playoff, and then that can be like the like the turning point of the year. Wasn't some big win. It was yeah. when oh, our shitty quarterback one got hurt. Thank God.
1: All the um, all the the second tier. Or not second tier, but like a step down from these conferences, these random teams are gonna make it in the shitty or I shouldn't say shitty, but Clemson is gonna go through back to back without playing anyone.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh we'll get we'll get to my idea on Clemson in a second here, but Georgia, Florida, I think Georgia wins that game, but I do think that spread's big. Like I would I would take yeah. Florida to cover that number.
1: Yeah, I was thinking more of a three and a half range, so i was uh i was surprised to see that and then is and then i agree i see you jotted down a few few uh insight notes with oklahoma really really needing the oregon utah or anything you mentioned that championship so I think it'll be interesting to see how if oregon can win out going forward if utah can win out um but hey US, usc u s c's been hanging a little tough the last few weeks so
0: Yeah, I mean, this really isn't a big week, but this is a big week for the Pac-12 because Utah is playing at Washington, three-point favorites, and Oregon is playing at USC, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, This is the last test for Utah. If they get through this game, they they have UCLA, Arizona, and Colorado left before the Pac-12 championship game. So their defense has been fucking phenomenal. Um, Mm -hmm. USC, they lost... Thirty to twenty-three. That is the only game they've given up more than. S- they've given up seventeen or less points in every game this year, but that one. Wow! So what we is that? S- we said in our, well, I said in our uh, college football preview that Utah could have one of the best defenses in the country, and they are living up to it. Um, Oregon, on the other hand, has a couple tougher games, but this is a big week for the Pac-12 because if either of those teams loses. Like, the Pac-12 needs both of them to have one loss going into that Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, to give it some firepower. Yeah, to give give it some firepower. So, um, yeah, those are the games to watch. Um, Game day is apparently going to SMU. Six and a half dogs at Memphis. Both teams are ranked. They're in the AAC. Uh, They're both kind of playing for that New Year's Six bull bid. There's a bunch of teams up for that right now. Uh, SMU, Memphis, Cincy from the AAC. App State, who's playing right now. I'm not sure if they're winning. Actually, last time I checked, they were losing. Uh, they're losing 24-7 right now. Late in the third to Georgia Southern. So, App Ooh. State might be off that list. Um, and then Boise State, San Diego State each have one loss. So, this is a big game not only for the AAC, but for that New York 6-bull spot. Um, yep. Here's my thought, Jake.
1: Let's hear it.
0: The winner... Of the AAC
1: sounds like a dodgeball league, by the way. <laughs>
0: <I know. laughs> AAC,
1: not sure what it stands for, but <laughs> the AAC on the Ojo. Anyway, sorry I distracted you.
0: <laughs> the winner of the AAC dodgeball football league should get to play Clemson in the ACC championship game instead of the ACC Coastal winner. I love it. Because I need to bring this up because this is just pitiful. Uh, the ACC Coastal Conference: Virginia is at the top at five and three. Oh no, wait—they are tied in conference with North Carolina at three and two. Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh are two and two. Duke and Miami are two and three. All those teams are still alive. And I have no fucking idea. Who's and North gonna Carolina
1: win. played Clemson. They should have. They could have won.
0: Yeah, they could have won. Should have won. And Virginia plays at North Carolina this weekend. Big game in the A- in the ACC. Who fucking knew? Who knew? Who knew? So the ACC Coastal is trash. And like you said, Clemson, who's getting shit earlier, is just rolling teams since that North Carolina game. Yep. Uh they get to play Wofford. They are wow. a big forty-six and a half point favorite Saturday.
1: Jesus. So. I think uh, one other quick thing I want to throw in there, Ryan, and uh, put Go it ahead. down in the segments, but we didn't do our jobs the last couple weeks. We let her, when they're having a little bit of a dip, but how about the bounce-back Bobcats? Two Ooh. back-to-back wins last yeah, little, two weeks.
0: A little Leap, Bobcat talk here.
1: Leaping back up to tide for first in the East. In the MAC conference. I love it. So, so they took a few lumps. We didn't forget about you out there. They are getting. They got a massive game against Miami, Ohio coming up. Uh, and after a bye week. And I believe both of those teams are currently tied for first and east. So might be whoever's got the path to Confirmed. fight for the trophy in Detroit.
0: Confirmed. Ohio and Miami, Ohio are both 3-1. I don't, I don't know if you can call it a bye week, because guess what starts next week, Jake? A little fucking Maction, because they play Wednesday on the 6th against the Miami best, Ohio. Uh,
1: Wednesday night showdown of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. They play Wednesday, and they play Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Maction is fucking back. Finally.
1: Yep. Bounce back. Bobcats are back. Maction's back. It's all teeing up to... Push forward to to a great end of the year, Ryan. Fuck yeah!
0: So since we're already kind of in segments here, um, let's do a little talk in baseball. We post. I I decided to postpone the pod or the recording of the pod one day because we had Game Seven last night. So the Nats pulled her out, won seven to two, six to seven 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 to to two. two.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. Who cares? The Nats won behind their pitching. Behind I'm gonna throw out some names here, Jake. This might surprise Ooh, you. Let's hear it. Rendon.
1: Oh, there you Sarto go. Soto
0: hit the shit out of the ball. Yep. Uh I think we gotta talk about game six, the awful umping call. Oh, good uh, God. Trey Turner got called for interference. But I felt like the first baseman. Hit his ass with his glove. So he was like, he was, it was already a terrible stretch by the first him. baseman,
1: by the way. I have no idea what he was doing. Um,
0: and then I also saw on Twitter like a billion pictures of like Astros players running down the same fucking line. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, how do you make that call? That could have, that could have screwed up. It was up also apparently it was thing. never
1: under review. It was like not, they were asking, but it wasn't under review. So he shouldn't have called after. So it was. It was just a terrible administration of umpire. I do agree with, for those type of situations where no one knows what the hell is going on, they need to, similar to every other sport, they at least have to have some head umpire have like a mic on them so they can make some sort of goddamn announcement. Because everyone was like, what in the hell is going on? No one knew. The announcers didn't know. Players didn't know. Goddamn umps didn't know. (laughs)
0: Well, wasn't Joe Torrey on the field? Wasn't yeah? So that's like... why
1: they were. Yeah, they're all saying he was in the stands, and then he came out and talked to him and was like, "All right, fellas, we gotta we gotta pull it together here."
0: What the fuck?
1: Yeah, not uh... not a great look. But hey, Ryan, not sure if I mentioned before. Did you know the Brewers were goddamn four <laughs> outs away from beating the Nats? You know that? I didn't know that. Well, I wasn't sure if I mentioned that. So, but now they're world champs. Just goes to show baseball. Just got to get in, and anything can happen.
0: Well, I will say this. If the Brewers beat the Nats, do the Brewers make it to the World Series?
1: Um, You know, we might have to hit about have hit about three or four home runs a game, but you never know. It could get really hot. See, the reason why
0: I say they won't is because I heard this little stat. So the Nats, because they played in that opening game, had to yep. win 12 games. Strasburg and Scherzer started 10 games during the playoff run, and I believe the Nats won nine of them.
1: Yeah, not too shabby.
0: Uh, Strasburg went 5-0 and in the playoffs. Scherzer obviously went 4-1, and I believe. That would be yep. correct. Or maybe he went 4-0. I don't know. Maybe he got like a no decision in one of the games. But, <clears throat> I, I mean, that's what's it for him was the pitching – they're both fucking phenomenal. Strasburg apparently he's going to opt out of his deal and make a shit ton of money. Oh yeah, Rendon is a free agent, right? Did I see yeah, that he's right? Gonna, he's
1: going to get like two hundred million dollars now.
0: He's going to make a buttload of money. Uh, who's that picture pitcher for the Astros? Well, that technically, got already
1: said that he has no affiliations already. Right after the game, he's like, "Well, I guess I'm a, my former employee, Houston Astros, Garrett Cole, he's going to get like a million. Or he's going to get like a billion dollars from somebody.
0: Probably the but. Yankees."
1: But, yeah, I think the big story, Brewers could have, were only four outs away in second. A.J. Hinch has got to be kicking himself in the nuts for the next, like, decade because the Astros were up. Granke, yeah, he gave up that. He had one bad pitch, hit a home run, pull him, immediately uh, reliever he puts in. Guy, uh, DH, who's had six hits or something like that, an entire either playoffs, World Series, I don't know what it was, hits a bomb right away, boom. Game turn on its tide right there. Nats never looked back.
0: I mean, like that that home run he hit. It wasn't even like that bad of a pitch
1: though. No, that's yeah. But like it was just... uh, it was one of those where they said he needed a day off the game before because his he's pitched so much in the playoffs that his arm is just shot.
0: I know uh... everyone's arm
1: is kind of shot, but um, but yeah.
0: I see. I see.
1: Hey, Ryan, I saw only like a little over, I think it was like only 105 days to pitchers and catchers report.
0: Are you fucking – that is just insane. That's just stupid. Just stupid. They need to shorten the goddamn season and add more teams in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I I don't know why they don't have –
0: So, okay, um, here's a question. Uh, Five years from now, when they say who won the 2019 World Series – what are you going to think of first? The Nats and the Astros? Or even remember the Nats beat the Astros? Or is it going to be like, wait, who played in that? What is that? Like, I feel like when people were talking about Verlander, they were like, wait, Verlander pitched in the World Series in 2012? What? That didn't <laughs> I think happen. I heard
1: Verlander's like 0-6 like in the World Series, by the way.
0: That is correct.
1: Terrible. I think it correct. will be a memorable World Series because I believe they said it's the first one ever. Were no – it went to game seven, and no home team won one game in the entire World Series. That's freaking nuts. That's, that's true. That's absurd. Can you – how weird is it to say a, a series went to seven games, and in every single one of the games, the home fans went home just pissed off as hell? <laughs> no one yeah. went home happy. The majority of fans every game went home <laughs> pissed off.
0: Yeah, 80 to 85% of people in the stadium were like, fuck um, – yeah, like, I don't think you're ever going to see that again in, in, like, NBA, MLB, or NHL.
1: Yeah, it's nuts.
0: Like, there's no way. No way that ever okay. happens again. I was going to say or is going to remember because of the boobs.
1: Oh, that, that <laughs> yeah, the, the boob game. <laughs> the boob game.
0: I feel like you're going to, like, uh, you know, like, it turned into, because none of the games were actually really close. Like no. none of the, none of the games were close in like the eighth or ninth inning, um, maybe even the seventh inning. I don't know, but I felt like it was such. I'm again, I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I felt like it was just going to be one of those World Series, no matter who won, people weren't going to remember it. And then you get the flashing, you get the boobs, the nice boobs, and then you get the the Trey Turner play. The umping just fucking sucks. How about that strike three call on that guy last night? That, that was ball like a, was like a foot off the plate.
1: That was an yeah. That was an acre over. <laughs>
0: oh, that was bad. Almost so hit the
1: on deck hitter.
0: <laughs> you have the bad umping, uh, and then you have, like you said, the no home team one and the Nats when they're first. So it like turned in all in all for baseball. I mean, it turned into pretty memorable. Yeah, but I don't know. It's not going to be talked about come next week. <laughs> so Fair point. Whatever. That was talking baseball. Uh, I see you have college basketball is coming up, so you want to talk about the Badgers here?
1: Oh, keep it ha- quick. We'll do a we'll do um, a quick, just quick couple quick hitters on the basketball with that in the NBA. Badger basketball, quick thing. Love all the haters going into the year. Pick them like tenth, twelfth, whatever. Not going to make the tournament. Love it. Everyone thinks we lost Ethan Hap, our only offensive player. News flash, Ryan, our offense is actually going to be better without Ethan Happ. Ethan, love you, great player, but we need some more shooters on the court. And then, the goddamn NCAA, Ryan, you know what the approval rating or approval success for players getting approved, submitting a waiver to play this year, like when you transfer, to not have to sit out a year?
0: Oh, you have it written down, but I'll guess. Um, yeah. 74%.
1: I appreciate the false guess. No, Ryan, it's actually 87 goddamn percent. So pretty much freaking everyone in multiple players who played 30, even more games last year, getting approved because they moved for quote unquote family reasons or other things, even though a player's family is from Texas where he's transferring from to a school in Texas to a school in Georgia. No idea how that works out, but yet a Badgers player who hosts over a 3.2 or higher GPA from the whole time he was at either Ohio State or Wisconsin in his set. Didn't play any games last year. Somehow can't play. So, you know what? M- NCAA, they, they better they better watch their front doors because I'm about to be marching on the headquarters here pretty shortly <laughs> here. But I'll leave oh. uh, the full-on Badger preview for uh, for a later date. Even okay. though even though an exhibition game this Friday and big for a showdown next Tuesday St. Mary's. Some say it might be St. Mary's best team that their coaches had. Uh I believe they're ranked twentieth playing in South Dakota at the Pentagon. Something to something to keep the eye on going into next week. Badgers and are w-
0: Badgers are playing Really? They're playing yeah. uh Oh, okay.
1: Yep. So really we you know spent too much time on the Dolphins and the Bengals, so I'll have to <laughs> wait my full deep dive in. But after, we'll have the first big analysis and then my look ahead for the Big Ten basketball season.
0: Okay. I mean, I was going to mention something. Like, I was casually looking at college basketball schedule. I think I already saw there was, like, a division game next week.
1: Yeah, there's some, like, random ones popping
0: out. Like, Syracuse was playing somebody, and I was like, whoa, wait, really? Oh, I guess State Farm Champions Classic Tuesday. Yep. F- oh, this Tuesday, Michigan State plays Kentucky. Okay, we're getting into yep. it right away. Yep. All right. Well, we might have to talk a little college basketball next week. Oh yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, let's quick touch. It's been a week in the NBA. The <clears throat> Milwaukee Bucks two and two. They are not. They're not looking very
1: good, Jake. Both their losses, they were up by like fifty points at one point. It seemed like. Yeah, then all I know. of a sudden, I... you turn around, turn back, and it's like, what the hell? We decided to airball four threes in a row and let and stop playing defense.
0: I know they just look a little. A little off. I don't know what it is. I'm not too worried about it, but
1: no, I think it's a classic case of a team who won a shitload of games last year. They're, I don't know. You kind of go through a little bit of lull. You're just like, oh, we got to still go through all this year. Gonna regain the focus, get the sharpness back, and they're gonna be good to go.
0: Yep. Um, Philadelphia, only undefeated team in the East. Uh, I think we got to talk about the Warriors. They're fucking bad.
1: We both thought they were going to make the playoffs. Fuck, they might get the first overall pick.
0: They're – I mean, it doesn't help. Steph Curry just broke his hand. He's out for an undetermined amount of time. Their defense is so fucking bad.
1: Oh, terrible. They might be the first team in NBA history, though, to go from – they might go from a last-place team in all of NBA to being in the NBA finals next year. They get Steph, Clay. They got uh Russell and who maybe a first overall pick.
0: I mean, I think they're gonna I mean the popular talk at least, I think they're definitely gonna be getting rid of uh Russell at yep. some point. And trying to get
1: someone else, like a bigger guy, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I don't know who's free agents next year, but I'm sure, you know, San Francisco, a lot of money up there. They uh they probably signed some big name, but <laughs> no, yeah, I like that. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna get last. But I definitely think they're going to be a lottery team this year. They're so bad.
1: The Suns are just beating them by thirty, like, 35 points.
0: Unfucking fucking The Suns don't even have their best player. No. DeAndre Ayton's out.
1: Yeah, well, Booker's probably their best player, but still. Oh, yeah, that's had... true. Yes. But, yes, one of the I topics. forgot
0: he even played for them. But... Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, there's that. Um...
1: And then we right. had the old replay of the, the Rumble, Ryan.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot the little... People getting choked out on the court.
1: There are well, so many good goddamn memes out of that dude, thing between I just know. like the screenshots between Simmons like doing like a light choke and <laughs> Cat looking like he's tapped out. Ah, <laughs> oh, god. And then you got the Twitter beef, but yeah, we don't have to go on and on about that. But oh, gotta got love gotta love some bows being tossed out there.
0: I just love uh, uh, Joel Embiid bragging about getting the second round of the playoffs over Car Anthony Towns. It's like yeah. Talk to me when you get to the second round. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, second round's nothing to brag about. No. And I saw people bring out like a bunch of stats about like each different each different guy today. So it was just funny. Some guy was picking on Embiid for being uh for basically playing like 30% of his games. (laughs) Yeah. And Carl Anthony Towns has played in like 98% of his. So um speaking of basketball. A little new segment here. Don't know how often we're going to do this. We're going to call this one Gender Wars. Uh, Love it. I don't know what TV show this was. This was, so Isaiah Parker, he was on a show with Candace Parker and some other girl, uh, and they were talking about Anthony Davis, and he told Candace Parker, you have a similar skill set to AD with the exception of the jumping, dunking ability, and everything else, which I find fucking hilarious. Uh, Now, the soundbite was, obviously, it was, like, taken out of context a little bit, and Candace Park and the other lady were, like, completely fine with it, but just the video of it, if you can find the video of it, it's just so fucking funny.
1: Oh, I know. You shared that with me. I was laughing so hard. I agree. It was definitely, like, when you, like, looked at it in the whole context, you're like, yeah, this was something that was clipped out, but that needs to be tossed out on some couple internet threads just for people to just go berserk over. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh it's like yeah, you uh you have uh same skill set as AD except for you're not see if you're not 6'10, you can't shoot the ball, and you can't dunk the ball. <laughs> and you can't play defense. Oh, but yeah, you're exactly like him. So I thought that was fucking funny. Um Jake, you got a butt hurt.
1: Yeah. Even though you know I prop you gotta promote your team, Ryan, but how about PJ Fleck using his entire, pretty much his entire post comp news conference or what a press conference, whatever you want to call it, to say how unique of a storyline is that College Game Day should be at Minnesota because they're Ryan. Even though it appears that half the people don't give a shit about the Gophers in this town, but somehow they're gonna get four million people to show up to College Game Day, and they should go to that instead of Alabama, LSU.
0: Yeah, he was begging for it. He was begging for it. He knows it'll be a big draw for the program, but uh, sorry, LSU, Alabama, way bigger than fucking Minnesota and Penn State, Uh, and they probably don't want to go up to Minnesota.
1: The thing is, P.J. Fleck In November. Yes, maybe he wants to promote his university, but he's the kind of guy he just wants his bald face all over national TV just so he can promote himself. I guarantee you he'll make it more about himself than his freaking players.
0: Hey, he has another year like this with Minnesota. He'll be gone. Some other bigger school <laughs> pick him away.
1: God help their souls
0: roll the he'll roll the fucking boat roll right out right out of the big ten all right uh before we get to miserable bitch of the week, my favorite segment of the week
1: ooh, I kinda uh skipped ahead a little bit here, but
0: oh, that's all right. um we gotta ask the question, Jake should Rutgers get kicked out of the big ten?
1: Deliberately, Flames come in throwing a few fireballs, but the Rockers had a couple counter punches. Put up a big number of 44, so they earned – I'll give them the – they earned the tip of their ass is what they earned in their name.
0: I'm going to say yes. I am still think they should get kicked out. Um, One day I think we should do a draft of teams the Big Ten should add after they get rid of Ruckters. I like it. Okay. We'll
1: draw it up, Lay- or Layla. Get on it. Start drawing something up.
0: Oh, she stopped taking notes. She's sleeping. Oh shit! All right, all right. Let's finish her off with miserable bitch of the week. Uh, who went first last week?
1: I think you. you no, I think you might have.
0: I might have. Yeah. All right. Well, well, I don't think I don't think we're gonna have nearly the same ones this week. I'll go first again.
1: All right, you go first. So. so.
0: I don't know why this triggered me so much, but it did. My miserable bitch of the week is the Big Ten. Because November 9th, Jake, there are three very big college football games. The obvious one is number one, LSU, at number two, Alabama. Now, during that week, the Big Ten also has two very big matchups. One of them being the Iowa Hawkeyes at your Wisconsin Badgers. The other is the game we've mentioned a ton of times, which is Penn State visiting Minnesota. Now, the times for these games usually don't come out until like two weeks before. So the times were finally released. The first one that came out was LSU at Bama. Everyone and their mom was hoping that would be a night game. Obvious choice for a night game. CBS is fucking morons. They put it at 2.30 instead. So, the logical thing to do here, Jake, if you're the fucking Big Ten and you want eyes on your conference and you want your teams to make the college football playoff would probably be to put Penn State at Minnesota at night and then, you know, maybe put Iowa at Wisconsin at 11 The one thing you don't want to do is put one of those games up against LSU and fucking Alabama, but the Big Ten decided to put Penn State at Minnesota at 11 and Iowa at Wisconsin at 2.30.
1: Is the Minnesota-Penn State game on Fox? Is that probably why?
0: No, it's on ABC. What the hell? The Fox, okay. game, the Fox game that day is Maryland at Ohio That's State. Wait, know. wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done because this is why the Big Ten is my miserable bitch of the week. Not only for that but for this. Apparently, one of the big reasons for it is because it's, it would be too cold outside at night in fucking Minnesota oh, for or Wisconsin. Reason. You live. Big Ten is the fucking Midwest. People live here year-round. They're not busting people out from Florida to sit in 15-degree weather to watch a football game. They've done it before. Didn't Two years ago, Iowa played at Wisconsin at night. They've done it before. People can play football when it's under 30 degrees. Like, it can happen. I just don't get the logic from the Big Ten at all. It fucking made me irate. I was looking forward to ass farming from 11 until fucking 11 at night watching good football games, and now i got to switch between LSU and Bama and Iowa at Wisconsin, or what probably most people are going to do, they're not even going to fucking watch Iowa at Wisconsin because nobody's going to give a shit about that. They're just going to watch LSU and Bama, Big Ten fuck themselves over. They're a bunch of morons. They're a bunch of miserable bitches. I'm done.
1: No, I agree, and I think that confirms my uh, butthurt comment that PJ's is going to be real butthurt because ABC is playing the game at eleven. They're definitely not going to be at Minnesota because they've said multiple times they do it. I will say they do it on very specific circumstances, but they've said that it is very hard to do a college football game day production at a location where it has a game at 11 because they can't get access to players and coaches uh, and stuff like that the day of the game. And then it just goes right into that to an ABC production. So which sometimes it's the college game day people calling that game. So. So I think PJ is going to be pretty disappointed there. I have a little bit of a combo, uh, miserable bitch. Just a couple quick hitters. I have a combination for our first top, one of our first topics we covered in the NFL. Bears fans, (laughs) miserable bitches, not because of (laughs) me attacking them, but just like, holy hell of all that fiasco. And then the goddamn waiver committee, of the NCAA, Ryan. <laughs> Miserable bitches and notice of the week, look out headquarters.
0: <laughs> okay. That's all
1: I got. Short and sweet. Hard hitters. All right.
0: All right. I love it. That is it. That is it. We are done. We ran a little long. You know, uh, that's what
1: happens when you get talking about the Bengals and the Dolphins. I was
0: just going to say, we went on a little Bengals Dolphins rant. We went on a little Big Ten rant. That's all right. Uh, Yeah, that is it. So stay warm out there. Old Milwaukee got six inches of snow. What the fuck? And apparently it's not actually going to melt. We might get more. I'm not happy about it.
1: Yep. You know, Ryan, my last parting thought is I hope, unlike the Bears kicker, you can kick kick the cold this week, kick the cough.
0: I'm hoping so, too. I am hoping so, too. Well, that is it for two-hand touch. Thank you all for listening. Go, Pack, go.
1: go. Two
0: to go. Trip to the Sweet 16. Katie's got it. Rises up. The shot. And it's gone. Good! it good! Wisconsin has won it. Castleback maybe changing the play of the line. Looks left and right. Takes the snap, short drop, quick throw, left side, yes! yes! intercepted, right He the going down the right side, he into the gone! end zone, it is Al Harris, touchdown! Touchdown! touchdown, dagger, Al Harris, 56 yards, to a game winning touchdown, Green Bay Packers, and, for
1: the 21. and he puts it up, Edwards for the time, touchdown.